It's my B-Day. It's my B-Day. Uh, yeah. Celebration <laughs> for me, for me. Mm, 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 mm. That's right, people. Celebration. It's Jay's birthday. Let's go. Celebrate. Celebrate. Mm. Episode. We're gonna play this whole song from entirety from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah. Let's celebrate, everybody! It's gonna be on a loop. Happy birthday, Jack! Yeah. We gonna celebrate with you. Celebration for me, baby. For me. You guys thought I was. You guys thought I was kidding. We're playing the whole thing. No, no, no. You don't want to play the whole thing, dude? It's your birthday, man. That was one minute. That was one minute of amazing fantasticness. (laughs) I think it wasn't. It wasn't. I loved it. Loved every second of it. People, ladies and gentlemen, November 20th. That's right, That is indeed my birthday. It is The day of my birth. It is Jay's birthday. It's amazing. I feel alive. I feel young again. People. Doing this podcast rejuvenates me. We would like for you guys to send Jay happy birthday wishes. Go to our Instagram page and just say happy birthday to Jay. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No? That's too easy. You guys want to really do something for my birthday? You know what you can do? Give me a five-star review. That's right, people. This is a cheap money grab for your guys' five-star reviews. If you guys really... just Don't, don't even give us a review. Just for every... Five star review that we get. Just say happy birthday, Jay. How about that? How about you guys go and do that? Just put happy birthday, five Jay, stars, and then five birthday. stars. Yeah, dude. How amazing would that be? People, we need it. Please get on it. And I'd be extreme. I'd be, I'd be like, it'd be Hazel's birth. No, no, no. Let me, yeah. Hazel's birth, my wedding day, and then like podcast day. Podcast happy birthday day. There you go. That, that, yes. Perfect, dude. That's what I That's want. That's what I do. That's what I need. That's what I want for my birthday. Welcome to a new episode of the Beta Report. Not just a new episode, a very special episode of the Beta Report because we're celebrating Jay's birthday. Hey, guys, you know what? This is what I do. This is what I do to celebrate and to have fun. And that is, oh, snap, Kyle Kuzma. You're looking tore up, boy. Uh, this is what I do to have to celebrate, to enjoy life. Is to record this podcast. Why? Because I love each and every one of you. Yeah. Hey, you. Hey, you right there. You look good in blue. Let me tell you that. I've never told you that before, but you look extremely well in blue. You know, the best part of it is the person who's wearing blue will be like, whoa. Hey. I was wearing blue. The beta report effect, dude. There it is, dude. It's what we do. So, yeah, we got Jay. Yeah, Khan I've, is here, I've and of course, Uno is here. What up, Uno? Hola, hola. That's right. Uh, Jay, I just want to let you know I brought this just for you. Let me pull this out of my pocket and say happy oh. birthday <laughs> oh, no. to you. Oh, oh, no. Come on. Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. Let's go. Happy birthday. <laughs> no, it's too much. It's just, Dear oh, stop, Javian. Yeah. Hey, 
pour me some whiskey. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Get my number, that girl. Ooh, All right. The croon. Just crooning the crowd. I love it. And mm. many more. The crooner. That was amazing. That was that amazing, was amazing. dude. That's frontman Uno right there, dude. Taking it back, turning the clocks backwards. Back when this dude used to command the crowd with his sultry, smooth voice. Oh, stop, stop. It's hey, true, but stop. Hey, dude. Best years of my life was standing there right, right beside you. <laughs> Best. <laughs> okay. Uh, snap. All right, dude. Let's get this going, man. That was beautiful. This though, is man. enough. I was enjoying. This is five. This is five minutes of cheese. I was enjoying that. Nothing love but fans, unsolicited guys. cheese. Jay, I have nothing to give you except for this baby Yoda. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Disney Plus. Let me just say this really quick. Disney Plus. Thank you. Thank you so much for making this year, this another year of my life, so special. By allowing me to have baby Yoda. Yodi. Yodi? Is Yodi, that, is that the name? Um, You know, it's funny uh, that I think Disney had in his back pocket. We were like, you know what? Just in case people don't sign up, like that was going to happen, right? Yeah, right. But just in case, we got ba- uh, baby Yoda in the back of our pocket. Because that, that, and what we're talking about, people, is the Mandalorian episode two. Uh, the Child. The actual episode, well, there's only been two episodes where the first one didn't have a, a subtitle. This mm-hmm. one does, or a title, I should say. This one does have a title called The Child. And um, Baby Yoda, dude. I, Dude, I know we saw it at the end of the first episode, but this one you actually get to see in action. Yeah, dude. It's like, dude, what the heck, dude? That's amazing, this, dude. How, how can you get more cuter than that? Dude, he just has like his little like... His little gleaming dewy eyes and his like his little ears that uh, emote so much. Yes, the emotion just going up and down. <laughs> Too cute. I want to do, dude. I want to do Too much. Like, uh, All right, dude. let's talk about it real quick because we we uh, obviously we don't. Uh, Want to take up too much time talking about the Mandalorian? Because actually, we do. Actually, we do, but we won't. But we won't do it all the time. But I think it was worth talking about because everybody was talking about Baby Yoda, and I know, I know, it's not Yoda because Yoda's dead at this point; he's passed on. Mm-hmm. But what else are you gonna call him? There's no name for the species, so you know what, Baby Yoda, whatever. Nah, dude, fight me, <laughs> Baby Yoda. It's amazing, dude. So I don't have to be saying Baby Yoda, not Yoda. But no, it's, <laughs> it's Baby Yoda. But anyways, uh, yeah, this episode, dude, I, this is an episode I could watch over and over again, which uh, Uno rightfully called us out on before the episode. <laughs> Watching it again before we started. But, uh, dude, it, it is uh, it is amazing when you think about when you watch the very first, what, 10 minutes and there's no dialogue but you are so into that episode. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I just think just the storytelling, just by uh, the action and the the the, uh, um, the visuals that are presented in the very first time. It's like awesome, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. And all you need is Baby Yoda. That's it. Which, but it's kind of strange, though, because this uh, I, I feel like this episode doesn't really do too much to move the 
plot forward, I guess. But I feel like it does do a good job of just kind of revealing more about the Mandalorian himself. Um, and obviously, like, the big reveal with, with freaking baby Yoda. Um, and I was about to say, how do you, how can you say it doesn't do much when he actually uses the Force? That's I know. That's the biggest part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, like, the big reveal. But I feel like... How about recall to Indiana this, Jones? But this thing, yeah, but there's nothing there that's telling you, like, what's, what is How about the going... Jawa saying azúcar? Yeah, that was actually pretty Come dope. Come on. <laughs> All right, so people don't know, if you guys go back and watch it, and they're talking about the egg that he, they're asking the Mandalorian to get, it sounds like azúcar. <laughs> Especially going... in that scene where they're in that sand crawler, and then the one Jawa just kind of looks at the Mandalorian, and he's like, azúcar, azúcar. It's like, dude, they listen to Pitbull or something. No, but I feel like just like for 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 the the story at large, I feel like it doesn't really do much for the plot. Like moving forward, this one almost feels like not so much filler, but it feels like a like adventure of the week type of uh, story. Um, where Wait, I disagree. Well, let, let me let me finish first though, because I feel nah, like dude, nah. It, oh well, it's your birthday, dude. Yeah, so dude. go ahead and give us your stupid calm, opinion, dude. Calm <laughs> down. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. It is your birthday. So no, 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 it's fine. Opinion. It's fine. Go ahead. I want to hear it so that way I can destroy you. Once no, you say we so say. here, here's what I think. Okay, like I think what the Mandalorian is doing that no other Star Wars episode or TV or sh- show or movie has ever done is really ground itself in reality. There is no uh, time lapses here. It's continuity. It's like kind of consistent so i because of disney plus i've been re-watching the the movies right and there's like some things that you watch now and then you're like mm, really though right like for example like empire strikes back right in the audience's mind it's been three years because that's when how long they waited between the release of the movies but like luke's like han old buddy where are you and it's like old buddy what do you really call him old buddy though it's been what like six months maybe a year Old yeah. buddy, mm, I don't know if that's merited. And then uh, when in Return of the Jedi, like uh, R, he's talking to R two D two, and he's like, "It's time to go back. I need to keep a promise to an old friend." And it's like, mm, "You hung out with Yoda for like two weeks, bro. Like I don't know if he's your <laughs> old friend, you know." But for the sake of the movie and for the sake of fantasy or whatever, it's just great. Whatever. Now we're nitpicking. But with like Mandalorian, there is no, and he magically like. You know, he magically kept on with his mission. Like, no, he bumps into adversity. This is like a regular dude, you know? And like, you know, he's not above, uh, he's not above uh, some of the challenges that, you know, anybody else in the galaxy would, would like bump into. Like, the Empire is gone. There is no order. You know, I'm living out here in Fresno and there is no police. So, yeah, my car might get broken into. I feel like, you know, I kind of appreciate that it's it's not in a rush to expand. It's not going wide. It's going deep. Mm. Mm. Did you hear that? Did you feel that? It's I felt not it, going dude. wide. It's going, it's deep. going deep. I uh, poems, bro. <laughs> dude, well, that is one of the things that I did enjoy about this episode in particular was get you. the <laughs> was the fact that they um, you know they made the Mandalorian like. You know, the, 
the first episode kind of set him up as like you're the best in the parsec or whatever. He's like the the best bounty hunter that um what's that what's that dude's name? Grief Karga has ever seen or whatever. He, he came highly recommended to the client, uh Werner Herzog's character. Uh but in, but dude, he gets handled a lot in this episode, dude. Like he uh I mean, he's fighting something that's like five tons. No, not just that though. Like he gets, you know, he gets slashed up in his yeah. arm by those three dudes. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. You know, he gets he gets stunned by the Jawas too. So it's like I like the fact that they like Una was saying like they don't, they like grounded this and made it seem like this is a a guy who's going through this is like his life, his everyday like he's you know, uh um looking out for that for like the proverbial tripwire or whatever. Like he's always kind of paranoid, kind of looking around, seeing like what's lurking around the corner because that's just kind of like the life that he's living. And um, it's just, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I love the fact that they made him very like, like vulnerable in this episode and he can get hurt and he can get bested. He can lose a fight, you know, and, and sometimes he needs, you know, some type of like supernatural extraordinary circumstance which we already kind of alluded to, you know, Baby Yodi using the freaking force to save him. Um, you know, he might need something like that every once in a while. But I, I, I love that about this episode uh, that they just kind of grounded him in reality. Not in reality, but they just we, kind of like... Can we go back really quick to the fact that they, they called him, what, the best in the parsec? What is a parsec? We still don't know that, dude. Because it's weird, don't they? Don't is that not anywhere like in canon or like in the maybe? In the, maybe. I don't and like know, the books, I don't know it that deep, but I, I, I do know that. Um, that don't, don't they say that the Millennium Falcon did the Kessel Rung in 15 parsecs or 12 parsecs? 12. 12 parsecs, yeah. So it sounds like it's a time measurement, mm. but then all of a sudden, Werner Herzog's character says, You're the best in the parsec, yeah, but it's not a time thing anymore. I don't it know. might be. He might be saying, like, you're the best guy in this square mile, right? True. Oh, oh I see. That, that's kind of like what he could be saying. Because a parsec is 3.26 light years. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> it's 3.26 light years. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the best guy in 3.26 light years around here. Cool. So he must be pretty good then. So he's amazing, dude. He's actually pretty he's good. He's great. Yeah. All right. He's fantastic. Gotcha. All right, we got that settled. Yeah, dude. So let's go to what we're saying. What were you saying? <laughs> no, you know, I like, I love this, that this episode had like uh, all these like homages to like, you know, either action sets, like when he got, uh, when he got ambushed, it's like all a Western still, you know, mm. like I love when he reaches for his blaster, like in a Western movie, you yeah. know, like all he needed was to like, you know, cock the hammer back and like, like yeah. those movies. It was like, Pretty cool, like that kind of stuff. And then the whole homage to Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, dude. Mm-hmm. When he's riding on the side of the, the thing. The, yeah, yeah, the, and the, the rock is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to go into the rock, dude. That was that was pretty awesome. And then the 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 whole, still keeping in with Indiana Jones where it's the action and comedy. So when he gets to the top of the crawler and all the Jawas are there waiting for him with their blasters, mm-hmm. that was pretty dope. Yeah. So this, um, I just thought it was a fun episode. And even though it might have not, kind of moved the um whole story along um and at least uh it's kind of setting things up still you know so yeah it was it was it was great that was fun it was awesome to see that he's still the mandalorian is human you know like he's not like you know a jedi could move stuff everything so he's still vulnerable yeah but then you have the reveal with baby yoda as well too 
Um, but can I chime in here too? Yeah, go for it, dude. What's up? Like, I think another thing that this episode did, it showed us, and, and I, it's funny because I'm thinking about it. It's like there aren't too many characters like this in Star Wars Unity, but it's a universe. But it showed us his humility because he recognizes, like, oh, I need help. Oh, I can't do this on my own. Oh, I should take this advice. Oh, I should accept this help. Oh, I should do this favor. Like this dude, like, is someone who, like, he's not arrogant is what this episode showed me. Well, even before that, too, though, because he was even willing to... No, this episode showed me, Jay. <laughs> In the first episode, he was willing to work with IG-11. Um, and and even, like, he would say, like, oh, you're not so bad for a droid or whatever. But he kind of sees, like, oh, yeah, I, I can't do this on my own. You know, let's work together. Uh, but but I think when, like, we're kind of shafting this, dude. But I feel like... Um, what's that guy's name? McQuill or something like that? Yeah. Uh, the Nick Nolte character, Barella. Barella, yeah, dude. <laughs> the fool looks like like hermano Barella. <laughs> Nobody else knows what that reference is, but we know. We know. That's all that matters. Um, and uh, but but I, I love it because he's like you just need a cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, um, like I feel like he's just, he's such an an awesome character because he allows the Mandalorian. Like he he teaches the Mandalorian patience. I feel like. Cause he, you know, he the Mandalorian's kind of dealing and and it just kind of like absolutes. Like he tells him, like, oh, you know, Quill's just kind of like, oh, we, there, it's not destroyed. It's just like, what does he say? It's not destroyed. It's like disassembled or something like that. Or I forgot what it is. And the Mandalorian just kind of like disassembled, destroyed. Doesn't matter to me. Like it's it's all the same. But that dude's like, no, you know, we can still trade for it. So I, I feel like that's he's he plays like almost like a mentorish type character and even in the episode before he's like bro you're like a freaking mandalorian you know you rode the mythosaur or whatever you can't like handle this little dude your ancestors and, rode the great mythosaurus yeah dude and then he's like like he gets all pumped up and it's all hyped and he like gets it done so i love I, I i love that character just because he they're using him in such a cool way to just kind of like teach him to be patient teach him to like believe in himself uh, and it's like believable too. Like you can, you know, with his "I have spoken," which is so cool. Um, yeah, uh, it's such a, he's such a cool character, spoken. and it's dope that totally. he was able to to carry from like you know the first episode to the second episode. And I really hope that he kind of carries on. And I think I thought it was cool too that he, you know, after they put the ship back together, and we're kind of like jumping back and forth in the episode. But when he, uh, you know, they he helps him put his ship back together, and then the Mandalorians like. Yo, I can use someone with your skills. Like, you want to jump on this bad boy? You want to join the crew? Um, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Kind of to like Una's point, like the fact that he sees that he's he's been of great help and he can potentially like continue to use his skills and actually offers him a, an opportunity to be a part of his crew. Um, you know, I thought that was like pretty dope. And in the end, to just kind of be like, no, you know, like I can, I you know, if you don't want to take this, you don't want to take that. You know, I just offer you my thanks. And he's like, well, you know, I offer you my thanks for bringing peace to my did, valley. The whole thing is like just did, so did cool. Like that relationship. That he was, was going to say yes. I, I was kind of hoping he would say yes. I was yes. kind of hoping that he would say yes, I like, too. Dude, I want to see more of him. Like mm. him be there, you know, like the whole time. Just hear him. I have spoken. But there's mm-hmm. like, you know, that he has that one key phrase where it's like, you know, I've worked my entire life for this freedom. And I guess like there, that species has like a very. That was like, a very cool line, too. Yeah, but they have like I guess like within canon he has like or that his his race or species of alien have like a very long history of uh, Ugnot. 
of being like slaves and, and being put through like servitude and stuff. So I thought that was like really cool that he's found this place, you know, where he can like live out, you know, that, that freedom that he's always wanted. And the Mandalorian kind aren't, of helped him gain that freedom. Aren't from like they all the, the ones on humans. Empire Strikes Back? That helps, yeah, in the Cloud City, yeah. Yeah, 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 helps, yeah. Uh, what's his name, get uh, in Carbonite. But they were saying that like, even then, because that, in a Bespin or whatever, the 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 Empire takes control of that and uses his people for like slave labor slave and all labor. that. Yeah, which is pretty nuts. Damn. But dude. yeah, it's pretty dope. Dude, dude, we get deep here at the beta report. What did you freaking get a get a new brain for your birthday, dude? Ooh, like, dude. and it's all it comes preloaded with Star with Wars facts. knowledge. Damn. With facts. preloaded with preloaded with Star Wars canon. Damn. Dude, I'm like impressed right now. You should, sure. As you should, dude. As you should. All right, let's let's move on real quick. I wanted to uh, touch. What's that chorizo doing on that table? Take that off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, let's uh, let's talk about it real quick because this was uh, something that was published uh, about um, Kathleen Kennedy and uh, in an interview she did with Rolling Stone. Um, she was asked about. Basically, why are there so many changes with Star Wars directors? And recently, we had, um, you know, a couple of things that were going on with some Star Wars directors, like Garth Edwards had some op- um, had some problems with Rogue One, and they had to bring in another director, Tony Gilroy, to help out. Uh, Ron Howard replaced Phil Lord and Christopher Miller on Solo. Um, Rise of Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be directed by Colin Trevorrow. Who's doing? Who did uh, Jurassic Park? And then he had to get replaced with J.J. Uh, Abrams, as we know. So then, and then the last thing, of course, was David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who um, uh, were—I don't think they were let go. I guess they they stepped away from doing the new the new uh, uh, trilogies. So obviously, there's an issue, right? There's there's people who have issues and problems with, um, I guess, staying on. So then, of course, the, the question was to Kathleen Kennedy and she said and I'm going to read the this is a quote from uh, the Rolling Stone interview she said every one of these movies is a particularly hard nut to crack there's no source material we don't have comic books we don't have 800 page novels we don't have anything other than passionate storytellers who get together and talk about what the next iteration might be we wait, wait wait pause 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 I that know. was shade that was such indirect shade and I love it yeah. okay keep going yeah I, did. I know that was Queen Cersei stuff right there <laughs> yeah it was it was it totally was uh, we we go through a really normal development process that everybody else does. You start by t- uh, talking to filmmakers who you think exhibit the sensibilities that you're looking for. And I would argue that the list is very small. People who really do have the sensibilities about these kind of movies and then the experience and the ability to handle how enormous a job these movies are. So we try to be as thoughtful as we possibly can about making those choices. I would also argue that sometimes people get involved in the normal normal development process and then they realize oh my god this is so much more than i ever imagined so it's pretty common that when you're working on movies you're not making choices and decisions that necessarily work out exactly the way you want it from the get-go so yeah the first thing i noticed was kind of the shade that she put out there like they don't have comic books they don't have an 800 page novel she's putting out game of thrones (laughs) stuff out there right i don't know that's what i got game of thrones What'd you get out of that, Uno? No, yeah, I, I mean, okay, this is going to sound so weird, but I uh, agree with her. 
um, I think her assessment is like dead on because um, you do have to think like a lot of these actors. Well, I thought of like Phil Lord, right? And what is he directed? Like, I think. Uh, what did what did he, he direct? Direct? 20 to 21 and 22 Jump Street, right? Yeah, he did. Like he directed those two, the Lego movie. The Lego movie. But then you think of like the production that goes into like the Star Wars movie. Like I could see someone being kind of overwhelmed. It's like going from like, uh, can I? What can I say? It's like going from like a Nokia flip phone to like and like a the new iPhone, right? Like it's just a lot more. Um, a lot more that you're dealing with. I don't, I don't know how, how best to say it, but it's a lot more that you're dealing with. It's beyond just lighting and camera. It's like CGI. It's about costume. It's about like set design. It's a, it's a lot more work and it's like, you're the person responsible. So I, I kind of think she might like that. She might be right. Like think about per, from a production standpoint, how many movies we see a year that are equal to like star Wars or that we've seen in our, in our lives. Right. It's like Lord of the Rings, some of the Marvel movies and like that's about it, you know? So So I thought the my the part that I thought was was I didn't totally agree with her. I know that she was putting out there that they don't have any source material. They don't have comic books, eight hundred page novels. That's not really true. There's so much stuff in the expanded universe. I know that they got rid of it. That doesn't mean they don't have a well of of ideas within the expanded universe that then they come back and recycle it. And change it around, or just have ideas. I mean, there's, there is so much. And on top of that, they are using some of that stuff in these movies. That whole thing about having these ships in an unknown region—that's all expanded universe stuff that they're using, that they're recycling for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that I was kind of like, well, okay, come on. I I know you're like throwing shade out there, but at the same time, there that's not entirely true. And then the other part that I do agree with her is that. I do agree that some of these directors say, oh, we'll take it on. And then they don't realize the enormity of what they're doing uh, because it's not just the movie itself. It's the fans, the people who love these movies. We saw what happened with Last Jedi. You don't, you don't, uh, um, when, you, when you don't hit some certain things for some certain fans, then, I mean, it gets crazy. It really does. So obviously the pressure out there of having to try to be likable to so many different people types of people must be enormous. I mean, just the pressure of, dang, you're, you're people going to hate you or people going to love you. Ryan Johnson is getting that right now. People love The Last Jedi and people hate The Last Jedi at the yeah. same time. So, obviously, there's people who are cool with him and there's other people who just hate Ryan Johnson. Right, Uno? Yes. Ryan Johnson <laughs> is crap. Dude, I'm so glad that Knives Out is getting so uh, such great reviews because I was like almost feeling bad for Ryan Johnson. I was like, dude, that guy's just getting crapped on left and right. Dude, yeah. It's so crazy. hopefully, uh, hopefully with, with the success of that movie, the, a little bit of that freaking shade will get a, get off of that dude. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that quote. Yeah, that's the thing. That, those are the two things that stood out to me. Like... Yeah, it, it, I, for sure. I think it's just how big they are, and then the other thing is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can pull from the old expanded universe, you know, yeah. that, that I think you could just recycle, bring back. So, well, I think that's what she means is that she's not recreating, right? Like, yeah, there's source, but they're they're not trying to bring back Ben Solo, and they're not trying to like bring back. Ah, uh... oh, damn it, I forgot his name. 
But I think she's saying, like, we're trying to be original. We're not going to expand the... We're not going to just redo the EU. I think that's kind of what she's... That's what I interpret. Which is cool. Her. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, it's not entirely true that you don't have stuff to pull from. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know? So, uh... Ah, dude, all that to say, freaking just give John Favreau... And uh, Dave Filoni, their own trilogy of movies. Yeah. They should do their own. We'll be, we'll be fine, dude. But be no, good. you know what? I'm okay with them staying and doing some uh, some more Mandalorian series or other Star Wars live TV uh, series. Imagine if they give John Favreau, look, dude, we want you to do the Boba Fett movie. At this point, it's like, why? Like this? Who cares? About, you yeah, know this is, you it know, was so funny. I was watching uh, Return of the Jedi again, too, and it's like, Man, I can't believe he goes out that way, dude. I know. He doesn't though. I know. In the expanded like universe part of He's still alive in the expanded universe. He he crawls himself out of there or something like that. Cause how much how much of his armor is best scar steel, dude? Right. So he probably he, he got he got out of that mess like unscathed. He was like, whatever. <laughs> I got sure this. Did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I right, do. Let's move on. I know we talk a lot about Disney Plus, and this is all on Disney Plus, and all the other stuff that you can watch. I was watching Three Musketeers, dude. It's amazing, dude. Actually, with Doug Kiefer Sutherland and uh, um, Chris O'Donnell. Do you watch? Do you know what's funny and ironic? It's uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen, like reading the Bible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. The freaking. The womanizing priest. The womanizing priest. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Anyways, all this about Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, we like it. We love it. All right. You know what? There's another streaming service that we haven't talked about. And I think Uno is going to give us a review of it because I haven't seen it yet. Or any programs on it. So I'm talking about Apple TV Plus. Is it Apple TV Plus or just Apple TV? No, it's just Apple TV. Apple TV. Isn't that the service? Oh, no, anyways. Apple yeah, TV it's Plus. it's called Apple TV. Okay. Apple TV Go for it, dude. Tell us. Uh, I know they had some high-profile shows on there. Um, The Morning Show. Is that what it's called, right? The Morning Show? Yeah, Morning Show. That's with Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, and Reese Witherspoon. Then they had uh, Jason Momoa and C. S-E-E. C. But they're blind. Mm, See what what they did there? See? But they can't see? Dang. Except for one. Except they're twin. No, babies. Is it two babies? Well, anyways, Uno will tell us because we don't know anything. We have all the questions. Uno, take it away. Apple Plus. All right, guys. It's good. All right. Thank you for that review of uh, Apple TV. Go to our Instagram at the Beta Report. (laughs) And uh, no, seriously, what's up? No, okay. So um, uh, real quick. So I've seen seen, – there's a there's a TV show about Emily Dickens. There's a TV show about uh, what if we were not the first to land on the moon? What if the Russians landed in the moon? That there, there's that show. There's morning show and there's sleep. I'm not gonna like you know waste too much time. Say the TV shows I've seen so far are cool. They're good. They're you know all right silver medal shows. But see, oh man, she's good. Yeah, she's really good. So. Um, I think what I really like, and we've talked about this in the show, we've had little moments, little rants when we talk about where's the originality, like where is like the creativity in entertainment. I feel like everything's a remake. And uh, to be honest and upfront with everybody, because I'm not, I lie most of the time, uh, to be honest and upfront with everybody, I kind of was like, 
uninterested and dismissive of C. It kind of felt Game of Thrones-ish. I felt like, dude, how many times is freaking uh, Jason Momoa going to redo the Cal Drogo character? But this is a completely different story, completely different character, completely different disposition, right? Mm. So there's that. But then also uh, what I think is really creative is uh, this world that they create, right? Imagine a world where people don't see. So how do you send notes? How do you send someone a letter? How do you communicate with someone if you can't write? So, for example, this is what I think is really creative. They they send each other notes uh, through threads, right? Like I get a piece of rope, and then the rope has knots in it, right? And each knot, like if I if I feel my way through the knots, I get the message, like you know, we found who you're looking for. They're living by the river, like just by holding that rope. Um, <clears throat> what the so heck? That's crazy. This is Braille yeah. on rope. Yeah, it's pretty much like Braille on rope, right? Um, rope and yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, that you, even like, uh, how do you fight? Like, how are how's fighting gonna be different if you can't see? There's this really great fighting scene in uh, I think it's episode three, where Jason Momoa takes on um a group of uh bounty hunt no not bounty hunters slavers, um, but he throws beads on the ground. Right, like throws like like rocks on the ground, and so because that those rocks are on the ground, he can hear them moving, right? And that kind of dictates how he moves, um, how you uh, how you defend yourself. How do you walk? Like for example, um, uh, when you come out of your 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 house in, in this world, right? There's ropes above you, so you kind of touch and you see that there's a rope, and there's a rope all the way a straight line, like like a street straight. And then when there's there's a like places to turn, there's a rope across. So you kind of like like imagine streets above you, right? And it's made out of rope. So I just think it's really creative and like I find it intriguing that they did that. The story's really good. I don't want to give too much away. I just want to say like I think it's one of the more more creative shows I've seen in a long time. So C is worth watching. I guess the million dollar question is Is C worth buying? Like, would you get the streaming service for just this one show? I don't think think Apple has the content yet. Um, I think that. I mean, you named uh, what? Four or five shows? Is that all that's on there? Yeah, it's like they have. No, they have more. They have like, you know, they have a a series, like uh, like a documentary on an elephant. They have an Oprah show. (laughs) They have a documentary on an elephant. Yeah, they have a documentary on, on an elephant. Let me go sign up right now. Okay. <laughs> no, I, mean, but do, have, I know car, car uh, karaoke. Yeah, I don't know, but there isn't enough content yet, right? Gotcha. Like, um, I so think, they don't have like established show, like um, previously like uh, existing shows. Yeah, they don't have like yeah, a no. deal with like Nickelodeon or something like that. Like, no, other, no, okay. not yet, not yet. I think it's a matter of time. I think uh, they need to expand. I think it might even be smart, right? Like like to run your streaming service like a network and decide, you know what? We're just going to have four really good shows or we're going to have like six really good shows. Why waste our money creating 80 shows and 10, 10 shows are hits? Um, I think that might be their approach. But it's it's not worth buying yet. I think that a lot of people might just do it because it comes included. They, they they give you three episodes free, 
if you buy an iPhone, you get a year of service. I think if you buy like an iPad and stuff like that, you get a year of free service. So, yeah. So that's how they're going to get their their audience, I guess, at the beginning, yeah. at least. Yeah. So at least gives them a year to try to load it up with something. to get And word of mouth, too. I guess if you have enough people talking about it mm-hmm. with the free, you know, with the free service or whatever. I mean, when you think about it, HBO is a... A service that has original content, and they show movies on it too. So I'm wondering if Apple TV could do the same thing, at least have some kind of um, way to have movies on it too, and maybe draw people that way. I don't know. I mean, there's still have a long way to catch up to what HBO's done for the last like what 30 years. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, I think if if they continue to get some quality shows, maybe they'll they'll be able to, you know, attract an audience. But I think part of the issue too is not only that they don't have a lot of content, but like I've read mixed reviews about morning after um, and they poured a lot of money into that too. So that's sort of concerning as well. So Mm. I don't know. Uno, what did did you watch morning after? Do you have any, I did, I did watch morning after. It's not a show. I think it's made for me. Like it's not a show that I think is made for, our audience, right? I think, um, ah, man, I can't even think of something to compare it to. It's kind of like uh, maybe for people who would enjoy Grey's Anatomy kind of audience, right? Like it's character driven, it's real life drama, it's a headache. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind yeah, of you know no, it's funny. So that's the vibe. That's what it is, and it's like you know I'm I don't think it sucks, right? Like I don't think it sucks. I don't think it's not good. It's just like Sean Mendes. It's like yeah, it's good, but it's not for me. Right. I can Sean, see that. Sean Mendes. I like that. I like that comparison. He's a talented dude. Hey, just doesn't make music for us. To me, it'd be uh, what's that ginger's name? Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I know everybody loves him. I guess he's good. But you know, Ed Sheeran, he freaking sidebar really quick. When like he tours, it's just him. So he he literally just plays the guitar by himself. Like that's his concert. It's like him. He's got no band. And a guitar. Him? He has no band. Dude, so like all that money that he makes is like literally just for him. Like that's insane to me. I'm like, dude, that's freaking crazy. Pretty pretty dope. He makes a lot of money. He also has a really great cameo in Yesterday, that movie about where the Beatles disappear. You know where he doesn't have a great cameo? Game of Thrones. That was terrible. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I was like, is Arya going to kill him? <laughs> but that didn't happen. But you should have for just looking so out of place. I've been wanting to watch that movie that Uno just mentioned yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, good, dude. It, did you like it? It's worth the 99 cent rental when it's on special, dude. Oh, Not bad. I'm going to have to check that out then. Or it's worth a illegal streaming. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing, bro. That. I didn't say. Huh? Yeah. Nothing came out of my voice. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> something like illegal inter- something, streaming. Something intercepted again. It kind of intercepted our. Pirata. <laughs> yeah. Pirata. Uh, all right, dude. Uh, so let's let's. Uh, how much we got on the time? So there's more say, stuff. So I was gonna say, like in a nutshell, just for people who are who are just tuning in somehow to a podcast in the, at the four <laughs> yeah. at the forty minute mark. So <laughs> you're saying, <laughs> so you're saying that uh, for now at least, that was funny. <laughs> you shouldn't really invest in in uh, Apple TV. You yeah, I don't spending think, money I don't on think... Disney Plus is a better investment. Oh, yeah, man. I think Disney Plus is a better investment than Apple TV right now. 
It's not even close. There you go, people. There it is. The beta report effect works in many different ways. Apple's gonna go down the drain. That's it. Disney's gonna make their own phone. Disney's gonna make Disney's gonna make their Disney's own phone. Disney's gonna make their own phone, dude. That's what's it. it. What's it gonna be called? It's gonna be called uh Dude, yeah. with with yeah. Apple yeah. having its own credit card soon, like I just see a whole new world opening up for them. I know, I keep getting freaking emails for that. You want your Apple credit card? Oh. Yes, I want it. Do I have to pay anything back? Then, yeah. <laughs> because then I don't want it. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, yeah, dude, uh, I guess. I don't know what I was going to say. Ooh, boy. Lost, well, that was fun. Yeah, I know. I just lost my track of thought right Bye, now. Bye, Apple TV. Thinking of Apple TV. <laughs> no, again, C, totally cool. Uh, but Apple TV mm, needs a little work. All right. Well, okay. So we were, I just. While we are talking about optical related things, though, there is another show worth watching. Ooh. Okay. See what I did and there? the question is who Who's watches The Watchmen? Watchmen. Oh, we do. Nerds. <laughs> so uh, the announcement I was going to segue into HBO being the other streaming service that's uh, actually going to get an upgrade with HBO Max. Now, so I don't get it because we have HBO Go. Yeah. And now but, it's HBO Max. Is but it's the be same different? one or it's two different ones? I have no idea, dude. Because how does that I work? I have the same question, too. I'm not sure how that's going to work. If you if you already have <clears throat> if you already have an HBO account, does it change automatically to HBO Max? Or do you have to pay something else? Those are the questions we're asking that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there because I don't know. We're asking you. Hey, you in the yes. blue. Remember you from the beginning of the oh, show? That's right. If, oh, if you're just if you're just tuning in, <laughs> oh, uh, answer these questions. Is HBO Go the same as HBO Max? And do we yeah, have to no. pay extra for it? Exactly. I don't, don't have know. HBO Max, dude. Nobody Did you have, have HBO, HBO Go? Go. Yeah. yeah. See, we all like have every HBO. other human We're being, H- dude. HBO Max is not out yet. Something just like every other human being, I have Netflix. I have HBO Go, not HBO Max, and I put on my pants two legs at a time. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of, uh, we'll stick with what's on HBO now. I don't know what's going to be on HBO Max. And I use my toothbrush to control my eyebrows. <laughs> to control my eyebrows? <laughs> what? With your black toothpaste? Oh, black toothpaste. <laughs> Do that black toothpaste. Right, legit. So we mentioned H- uh, Watchmen. Are you guys watching Watchmen? Watch Watchmen? <laughs> yes, dude. It's amazing. Dude, it's, it, dude this show <clears throat> is amazing. I really don't even know how many times I can say that this show is amazing. It's so great. I love it because it's like steeped in mystery. So you never really know what's going on. You're, this last episode, dude, I'm, I'm so confused. Like I have no idea what's really going on. But I love the fact that it's it's a continuation of like the graphic novel. And it's kind of picking up exactly where... Well, not exactly where that left off, but it's, it's like years later. It's like years later, but it's it's a direct continuation of that. That's, so the squid is a real thing, and we actually got to see what the squid looked like in this last episode. Um, and then just kind of like the aftermath of all that, like looking glass and just the paranoia of like the the tinfoil hat, the you know the his hat that he has is kind of like the equivalent of that, like Rorschach's mask, kind of. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but I'm saying like the the tin thing or whatever material that is. They mention it. Too, but basically, like he's wearing that because he's afraid of another, like it was psych blast or yeah, whatever yeah. that that the first squid, um, you know, shot out against the against everybody, um, 
but but it's just crazy because it's like that's like a lasting effect. Like people are still being affected by seeing him and like that focus group uh, or not focus group, but like the um, uh, what is it called? Like the care yeah. group or whatever of like people who are like still affected by that or who are afraid and paranoid that it might happen again. Um, like all that is just like oh, it's so awesome, dude. Like and then with the revelation, you know, in the middle of the episode of like it like the the reveal that it was Ozymandias who did it and um you know he set it all up so that Robert Redford could be the president and all this crazy stuff dude just so great like there's it's this, a good it's a it's a good show it really is it's it's uh it's so out there dude but, it, yeah, but I love it yeah yeah dude I don't know it's it's pretty awesome to see the that there's this like um this place where cops have to be wearing masks for their own safety. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of crazy because it works. It's like, yeah, I could believe that could happen. Yeah. You know, they're all wearing masks and the looking glass mask is like my favorite one. Yeah. It's dope. And, and, and when he eats like food, but he still keeps the mask on. Yeah. Just like over, like up to his nose. Yeah. <laughs> like he just kind of pulls it up. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. But I like that the story is very, uh, I mean, it's it's well written. Uh, Regina King is pretty awesome in this. It's yeah, she's amazing. Sister, Sister Knight, Na- Sister Nun, isn't it? Or Sister, Sister Knight? Sister Sister I'm sorry. Sister. Yeah, I was gonna say because she is. It's like a play on a nun's outfit. Sister Nun. Sister Nun. <laughs> that's Sister, that's Sister Knight. Sister Knight. Yes, 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 yes. You know what though? I did. I never noticed that. Yeah, you're right. She is like playing off like a sort of a nun or something, mm-hmm. like a nun outfit kind well, of. Well, because the the uh, the other big reveal in the last episode was that it is a Silk Spectre. You know, the, I forget what her name is, and it's but one of the the Laurie Laurie Blake, something like that. Something like Laurie that. Laurie Blake. But you know, she reveals it. She's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I was a costume hero too. And then she kind of like tells her, is like, oh yeah. And I see, like, I like your costume. It's pretty cool. You know, they like nuns raise you. Was it this or that, whatever? So like, just, I, like I love that connection. Dude. I'm telling you, like, just the fact that they're kind of plugging all of these like holds up with you know the graphic novel stuff and then bringing it. To life here in live action, like, is pretty dope. I, I like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't heard from you. Do you like that, uh, Watchmen? What do you think about it? Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think the, I think it's really brave and courageous in the sense of, uh, the criticism it bestows upon white nationalism. I think we're kind of like in a place right now where things are murky and what's right, what's wrong, what's acceptable, what's unacceptable. Are we too PC? But no, man, like treating other people uh, based on their ethnicities less than is like the first step to to genocide, right? Um, <clears throat> so I think that it's bold. It's, it's sad, dude. It's sad that we're in a place where it's like, oh, this show thinks racism is bad, so it's brave. Yeah, uh, but that's where we're at. <laughs> um, and I also think it's really creative. Like we talked about it, but it's like really creative, this approach of having to protect yourself as a law enforcement officer. Like the tables kind of flip. Um, I think some of the uh, some of the subtleties, like there's one episode where he's the, the police officers like ask for permission to have his gun unlocked. Right. Mm-hmm. It's in the car. He's not carrying it on him. Um so I just think, again, we talk about how much we need creativity, and that's very creative within itself. Um, I don't want to give too much away from the show. Like, you know, I think people should really check it out and see it. But um, I like the ways that they're weaving um, the Watchmen, the actual story from the Watchmen, into this reality. Like, uh, with, like, the villain, his prison, 
Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty enticing. Yeah, it fun. is. And can I say just real quick, dude? And, and yeah, I we recommend you guys watch it. Check it out for yourselves. Make your own assessment at that point. But the first minutes of the very first episode, dude, I had no idea that that was real, that that actually happened. The uh, massacre in Tulsa, yeah, dude, Oklahoma, where people were freaking shooting people from the sky in planes, and we're not talking about army planes. These are like freaking farmers who were killing black people, dude, out of the sky. It's like, what is going on, dude? It was crazy. It's kind of enraging, too, when you look at it and you're like, I can't believe this happened. Yeah, dude. And why is it that we don't know too much about it? I didn't know about it. I've never heard about it. Anything that this happened in any way, shape, or form. This is something that's real. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's crazy. And so they take real, like, that historical um, event, and the story kind of grows from that. And, you know, then you just have to watch it from there to see exactly what happens. But it's... It's amazing that they use something like that. And and what's funny is that after that episode came out, what was trending was that event in history. Everybody was looking into it. And that's great because people should be educated and know about these things. To not be, you know, forgotten how many people were killed that day because of, you know, uh, because of racism. Mm-hmm. And, and we're living in a time, like Muno said, just this is a time we're living in where uh, these kind of stuff is, is, you know, unfortunately white nationalism kind of stuff is kind of out there and you know invading uh it stories getting legislated <laughs> yeah I, I just i want to stay away from politics but yeah it's sort of there <laughs> it's there i do we're getting that. close to we're getting close to thanksgiving dude that's what uh apparently that's what everyone does talk politics around the table and dude, get pissed don't want to do that dude <laughs> we'll stay away from that anyways hey we come to the end of the show guys say Aww. what um, Sadness. just, just, yeah, just as a quick recap, it's my me day, it's my birthday, it's my me day, boop, 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 boop. uh, no, but for real, uh, I just wanted to say that we would definitely, or we do definitely recommend The Mandalorian, so for those people, there's a, a free seven day trial right now going on for Disney Plus, definitely jump on that, it's amazing, it's only $70 a year, Six dollars or seven dollars a month, right? Six ninety nine a month. Uh, definitely worth it, guys. Definitely get that. Uh, Apple Apple TV. Meh, yeah. If you got a maybe not. If you're living that mogul life and uh, you know you're like Uno and you can you can rock every single streaming service known to man. Oh wait, wait. Before you go on, really quick, I have a question. Uno with C is are all the episodes available or are they doing it like weekly as well? What are you talking about? Which one? Uh, C. C. Oh, no. Same thing. They're taking the whole weekly approach, and it's terrible. But at the same time, it's fun. Because then when that day, when it's Thursday night at midnight, you're like, well, Thursday night, 9 o'clock, West Coast time, you're like, it's time. <laughs> so what you can do is when the, all the episodes are done, get the free trial for Apple TV. And just, and then you watch, just rock you watch it all at once. Yeah. Season. True that. There you go. We got answers for you here at the Beta Report. It's true. That's a, that's a real life. Life hack. Real life hack. It's a life hack right there. That nerd hack. There it is. So, yeah, go check that out. See on your free trial when it all comes out. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and then, of Watchmen. course, Watchmen. Definitely a, a beta-approved show. Right. Go watch that mess if you can. If not, 
uh, hit us up. We'll get you with that HBO Go uh, login. Uh, the con will hook you up with his. What? Yep. Huh? That's right. What? Oh, and uh, yeah, by the way, Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Hashtag Baby Yoda. That's it, guys. So, hey, don't forget to check out our Instagram pages. People, go to our Instagram, go to our Facebook, and say happy birthday to Jay, please. Yeah, yay. With a five-star review. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, seriously, though, go to our Instagram page. It'd be cool to send him a little happy birthday post uh, to uh, Jay for his birthday tomorrow uh, or today, whenever you guys are listening, right now, this moment. Um, what else? At the Beta Report, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the brand Beta new. Report. Yep, brand new. All of us should be here, right? Uno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wait. Actually, no. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, aren't you gonna be out of here? That's right. That's why I kind of pause. I'm like, hey, actually, actually, right before, because we got a couple minutes before we gotta end this bad boy. Uh, wanna hit us up with a little promo, dude, for your for your bl- your vlog? Oh, that's right, dude. Oh yeah, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? You know, I get around, get around, I get around, I get around, I get around, I get around. So I went to Portland. I made a little vlog about it. It's in the works. It'll come out Friday. So you could see that on my Instagram at Luis, L-U-I-S-J-R-E-Y-N-A. Again, that's at L-U-I-S-J-R-E-Y-N-A. Thank you. Dope. There it is. For the beta report, this is the con. Con! This is Jay. Happy birthday. To you and many more. And that was Uno. And we're going to leave you with some celebration again. So next week, thank you so much for listening.